0: Welcome to the Woman Unleashed Podcast. I am your host and coach, Kelly Kristen, and my mission is to have every woman know her worth, speak her truth, and unleash the fierce feminine power within to live life in full expression. If you are wanting to experience more joy, pleasure, deeper connection to your femininity, sensuality, and spirituality, you are in the right place this podcast will give you the tools and guidance you need to transform yourself and life from the inside out. I am so happy to have you here. Now, get ready to unleash. Hello beautiful sisters, welcome back to the Woman Unleashed podcast. I'm so excited to have you here with me and I just want to take a second to thank everyone um, that has purchased the call to rise. I have been receiving so much amazing feedback uh, about the book and um, I'm just so excited and grateful that I get to put the work out there in a bigger way and you know, create this ripple effect of change and healing. I'm blessed to be able to do this work and I thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your love and support. It is so appreciated. And if you haven't already got your copy, I'll put the links in the show notes today so that we can get you on that. And I'm so excited for today's conversation. This is just a little introduction here because today I have a conversation with two really amazing women. You're going to hear me speak to Angie and Savannah and, you know, separately, these two are amazing Um Angie is somebody who really kind of fell into personal development through her own grief and despair after the loss of her father and really through her own healing, realized that everyone just wants to be seen, heard, valued, and we're all here for connection. And she basically just started hosting retreats and growing her tribe of women locally to create a really amazing sisterhood. And then Savannah, similarly is on a mission to really help women live untamed and all apologetic lives. She helps women who feel stuck, restless, unfulfilled in their lives because deep down they know that they were made for more. She sees through all of the walls and bullshit that we put up so that we can keep ourselves stuck and playing small. And she is a success in mindset, to coach, a renowned motivational speaker and spiritual rebel who's been pushing the boundaries of ordinary life since she entered this World. And now these two amazing women work together, as you're going to see, to really help spread this idea of what we really get into today is sisterhood. And this is something that's really important. And I'm glad that we had this conversation because to me, sisterhood is one of the most healing things that we can do as women. You know, I've definitely talked about that before, how we have ideas that are really in the collective consciousness that are planted into our minds. Like we can't trust other women, other women are catty. And maybe we've had those personal experiences where, you know, a woman has done something that was kind of like behind our back or messed up. And then we carry them with us and we have like this underlying mistrust for each other. And, it's really, a lot of that is due to the oppression of the feminine, the the way that the patriarchal structure of our society has really been working to keep women down because out of fear for just how powerful women are. So the whole premise of this is like, Together we rise. We are so much stronger when we are all on the same team. It is collaboration over competition. And, you know, you see me in my own life being an example of this. I'm collaborating with a lot of different people these days because I believe so deeply in sisterhood. I believe in more than enoughness. I believe that there is more than enough for everybody. There is the perfect people for you. There's the perfect clients for you. There's the perfect places for you. Just because somebody else has something doesn't take anything away from you. In fact, when you let other sisters show you what's possible in your life, it stretches you rather than hinders you, right? And it's really just that mindset shift, that perception shift that will really help expand you. And if you are somebody who is looking for sisterhood. Um, I'm going to have some opportunities coming up in the LA area where we get together and do some more in-person work because this is really, really speaking to me. Um, And I will be doing my first retreat in 2020. So I have not worked out any of the details of that yet. I will let you more info on that. Um, It's just an idea and I'm, I'm going for it because I know how much this in-person stuff can really, really be impactful and how much we all need each other on that deep, deep level. So without me rambling on anymore, I'm very honored to bring on these guests that are definitely all about the collaboration and together we rise. I'll talk to you guys soon. Hello, ladies. I'm so excited because as you heard, I do not have one amazing guest today. I have two. And I'm so excited to be sitting here with Savannah Hamilton, a.k.a. Wild Savannah, and the beautiful Angie Leitnacker. Got the last name right. I was so nervous, y'all. I said that last name like five times before we just hit record, but I got it. I got it. And what's so fascinating is you just heard how individually these women are doing amazing things. But... Mutually they have this shared vision and they're actually from the same little town in right outside of Baltimore, Maryland, and went on totally separate pathways. Is it not Maryland? It's, not Maryland. <laughs> it's Baltimore. Baltimore, Ohio.
1: But but everybody thinks that. So you're you're with the majority. When we say Baltimore, they're like,
0: oh yeah, Maryland. okay. So apparently it's Ohio. But they basically separated, uh, didn't talk for however long, and then came together in this mutual vision, which is a fascinating story. And we're going to have a beautiful conversation today all about overcoming limitations and, you know, living your life in that unleashed way as we do. So welcome, ladies. So excited to have you.
2: Thank you. So happy to be here.
0: Yes, likewise. I'm very, very excited. Awesome. So what I find really fascinating about this story is obviously – the sort of different paths that you both took to where you are today, but then really coming together with the same mission. So Savannah, I'd love to start with you with, you know, leaving the town and like kind of the path that you took to get to where you are today.
1: Yeah. So thank you so much again for hosting us. And yeah, it's actually, I didn't think of how opposite until we're sitting here today, kind of our trajectories were especially from coming from this tiny town because we actually we knew of each other growing up in the tiny little town but we didn't actually we weren't friends we didn't like hang out with each other so uh when I was growing up I had even I'm a few years younger than Angie but when I was growing up like I how I got my wild Savannah name is because I've always been so rebellious and I was just uh forced to be reckoned with I was always getting into trouble and kind of just this wild child from Baltimore, Ohio. And I just always knew deep down within me that there was like something more to life, that there was something more than just what we see typically in our town is like people waking up, they're going to school, they're going to college, they're getting married, they're going, they're just clocking in, clocking out, and that's the rest of their lives. And I always knew that wasn't something I wanted. So I actually graduated school early. I did kind of like what you were supposed to do on a a different level, but I graduated school early. I got my nursing degree 'Cause I was like, Oh, that's like a safe job. Like mm-hmm. you make you make a lot of money, I think. There's job security, you only have to work three days a week. And then I, you know, hindsight, I gained a lot of my worth from my achievement. So I've been an overachiever most of my life, hence graduating from high school early. Then I ha- was a nurse for about five years, and then I was like, okay, what's next? What's next? Mm -hmm. So I obtained my master's degree, and then I had always kind of had this dream vision of moving to California and traveling, but coming from Ohio, I mean, people stay there. They maybe go to Myrtle Beach for your vacations, and traveling, like moving to California was like, what the hell? What are you doing? You're crazy. You're leaving your job here. At that time, I was 21 with a house there as well, and I just knew that I wanted to break free and get out of there and just not, that wasn't like the life. I knew that there was so much more to life. So I moved maybe when I was 24 to California and loved my life there. But after I became a nurse practitioner, I really started to dive into my own self-development. And as I dove deeper into that kind of Western medicine became very unaligned with who I was. Yeah. and. Now, I'm at this pivoting point where about a year ago, I decided I wanted to start my own business. That's how I became a coach. And then that's how I got into retreats. Um, but the Western medicine, doing putting Band-Aids on people and not really fixing their root cause, not really looking at the mind, spirit, um, is completely out of alignment with me. So I, that's how I started my own businesses,
0: hosting. Reach. You know yeah. that we're all about that here. Yes. <laughs> <The East. laughs> Yeah. And then it's so funny. This is actually
1: how Angie and I ended up connecting was because I hosted my first retreat in February, which to anybody listening who has like a hinkling inside them to just like do this crazy thing that you never thought you could do. Like I never thought I'd be hosting now coming up to my third retreat this year, but I was just like, I just want to do it. I know that there's more to life than this. I know what, I came from I want women to experience it as well I want through my I've traveled and getting out of Ohio I like knew there was so much more to life and I wanted to offer that to so many other women as well and that's actually how Angie and I ended up connecting at the beginning of this year
0: beautiful beautiful and Angie so you are still in Ohio yes yeah, yes <laughs> and so and what I found interesting is like, obviously, you know, Savannah, like you left the town and found your own way. And of course we'll get into overcoming all of the limitations with that. But it seems almost like Angie, you had a similar sort of your own awakening and you have some things that tie you to where you are. So it's like, you just decided to stick your flag in the ground and make some changes in the town and affect people in that way, which I think is amazing. So um, what has that journey been like for you? Um,
2: so I've actually been a first grade teacher for 13 years. It's fun because Sav retired after 13 years and I retired after 13 years. Um, so oh, I just really thought I was, that's all I ever wanted to do growing up. Like from the time I was in sixth grade, it was like, okay, well, I'm going to go to college. It wasn't even an option. Like live your dreams what no you're just gonna go to college you're going to you know get the degree get the master's degree get your 401k at the end and uh 10 years ago my father passed away and actually it was one of those like I had always been like contingently happy, right? Like you're happy as long as the circumstances in your life are great, but then like no tools ever on what you do if like life gets hard. And so when my father passed and a bunch of people in my family passed, I was like, what do you even do with this? Like it was like deep despair. My mom was hurting, my family was hurting. And I'm like, what the heck am I doing? Like I can't give even my students something I don't have. You can't give away what you don't have. And so I'm like, I have to figure out how to deal with this. I have to know if there's a way to live wholeheartedly on the other side of pain and grief and despair. I want to learn it. And I kind of made a deal with the universe, not even sure that there was a way out of it. But I'm like, I will share the heck out of this if I can find a way to breathe normally again. Mm. Um, So, uh, yeah, that was a little over 10 years ago. So after like three years of just, I've been literally addicted addicted, not one day off of researching or learning or growing or expanding in those years. Um, So after three years of that, I was like, I have to share this. Like, why does it feel like this is a secret? Like, Why does everybody look like they're armoring up, they're putting their smiley face on, and they're hurting on the inside and no one seems to be talking about it? Yeah. So without any experience hosting a retreat, um, I, my girlfriend and I hosted a retreat. We're like, oh, this is the next logical thing. Let's host a retreat since we've never been to one. <laughs> um, and so we literally just started sharing. We're like, here are some things we're learning. So it was like, you know, self love and forgiveness and gratitude and positive psychology and law of attraction and all these things and thinking we were just going to host that one, we charged like nothing. It was, it was just like for fun. And every single lady was like, can I bring my sister? When are you having your next one? I'm bringing my cousin. So it kind of grew organically. I was like, well, now that we're hosting these retreats, I should probably come up with a name for my business and all of these things. So I did everything way backwards. Um, but I just became obsessed with sharing it. And I learned that there are many, many, many people out there that, you know, they need something, they need a tribe, they need a community, they need support, they need people to get them. So that's, I started hosting retreats. And then one day I was meditating and I had seen, I had on my vision board global, like you are global. Mm -hmm. and No idea that Sav was hosting a retreat, but I knew that she was doing, um, life coaching. And I was like, I love your work. And I reached out to her and she's like, Oh my gosh, I'm actually hosting a retreat, but wanted someone to like guide with me. And I was like, I want to go global and you're like a travel expert. So let's do this darn thing. So it's just been so beautiful.
0: Oh my gosh. I love that story so much. And then you guys have just come together. And what I love about you both is that you have such like such good like team and like women empowerment energy you know and it's radiates from both of you where it's like we just want all women to be able to do whatever the hell they want to do and and it's like you could just tell the authenticity of where that comes from from each of you um so i i'd love to know like really what that process was like sort of like getting into the place where you're like oh Actually, I can do whatever I want. Like so, like Savannah, you've been wild, Savannah, right? But what has been like the thing? What was the thing that sort of got you to say, like, no, I'm doing this. I'm doing whatever the hell I want. Because they know, like, Andy, you obviously had that profound experience losing your father, and it was like, okay, something's got to give. But Savannah, what was that like for you?
1: Oh, do we have like? We'll need. You'll need more cups of water. You'll need. Yeah. <laughs> We have all week. Uh, Really, you know, I can't link it to one for saying that I can do whatever the hell I want. I don't, I think that I can specifically link it to one thing. I've had multiple things kind of happen that have not told me that I can do whatever I want, but have happened to show me that I'm not doing what I want, if that Mm -hmm.
0: makes sense.
1: So As we grew up and in my family, you know, my family is very blue collar. My dad was the main caregiver and I was always told you have to like If you want something done you do it yourself. Number one, my mom always told me that and then it was go to college. I was the first person in my family to get a college degree. So that's what I was thinking like is successful. That's what I attributed to wealth so And then from my own wounds of wanting my worthiness was tied to my achievements because Mm -hmm. as we grow up in a patriarchal society and as school sets us up, we're, we're rewarded by achievement. So I was Mm -hmm. like, I wasn't taught about self-love. I wasn't taught about self-worth. I didn't know what my, my values were, what my morals were. We weren't a very emotionally open family. So I was just kind of like this child searching for love. So I was like, well, look, I'm really good at, I'm great at school, I like school, so i just keep going to school. And that's how, I I knew I liked helping people, but I always knew nursing wasn't my passion. And as I, you know, then I was like, well, I'm not really happy with nursing, so what do you do? Instead of being like, well, Savannah, what do you actually wanna do? Like, what lights you up? What are you passionate about? I was like, well, I'll get my master's. That sounds like a great idea. (laughs) <laughs> so i went and got my master's and i got i think the ca- the catalyst to really push me out of nurse practitioner and it's so i mean i have my last month left and i am like running i i can't even tell you guys i like what the transformation is going to be once i actually release this because mm-hmm. about i've been a nurse practitioner for about four years i on my dream board it was like get a job at a in a critical care hospital get like a prestigious job and I got all of that it was a teaching hospital it was a well-renowned place in Chicago and I went to work every day hating it like I went to work with anxiety and dreading that and not being myself and just absolutely hating that and instead of saying like maybe this isn't the right environment for you I was like Well, I must have like skidded through school. I had like imposter syndrome, Mm. you know, as we do, instead of looking within for the answers. I was like, well, there has to be something wrong with you. And I I just remember, like, I literally couldn't even sleep the night before going to work and I hated it. And it was so I was so confused because I was like, this is, this is your dream job. Like you, ha- you just have to get through orientation. And I actually ended up getting let go of that job because they, not that I did anything wrong. They were just like, we don't think you're a right fit for the job. And I was like, hallelujah. No, right I know I'm not a right fit for the job. And it's funny. I remember Oprah, she always says like, if you get fired, you should actually tell them thank you. And it was, it was the catalyst for me because at that time it was my third nurse practitioner job i had a new one every year because i didn't like in all sorts of different areas this was supposed to be my dream job and i got fired from it and then i was like i like it. i can't do this anymore like i don't like this at all and like so i took six months off and i was like well what do i what do i love to do and i was like oh i love traveling so then i was like well i'll be a travel blogger which no don't be a travel blogger <laughs> 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 that did not bring me joy, but it's been through <laughs> messy action that has allowed me to get to here. So it really wasn't like, yeah, I've always beaded to like my own drum and doing what I want in the unconventional way, hence getting your master's and walking away from that. Yeah. But for that, I held on to that because I that was, my worth was so tied into that achievement of getting my master's, of being a nurse practitioner, like I held on to that like clinched rubberneck in it, you know, Um, and, and it's been a process probably of a year and a half of truly stepping out of that identity. And now, now I can like, I'm completely free, like I can do what I want and owning that. And it's, it's going to happen like next month, but I still don't even think I've fully stepped into that power yet.
0: Right. It's so interesting. We have we have a lot of similarities, I think, um, in the ways, of, you know, just like that personality of like, oh, this is not, this is not working, this is not right, or like, yeah, I, you know, I got this degree, I got all that, and I'm gonna walk away from it. And I think that that is something that really stops so many people. Like, you know, we have this idea of time scarcity, or it's like oh, I spent so much time doing this, I invested so much, I can't just walk away now, you know, like, but. Why not? You know, it's it's like if, if that's really what is calling you, if that's really like if you're not happy in your life, it's your responsibility to take a different direction. It's your responsibility to do something else with that, because to stay in a job just because you've been doing it so long. I mean, gosh, how many people do that with jobs, relationships, mm-hmm. like everything, right? And then one day you wake up and you're an 85 year old woman and you're like, wow, I haven't enjoyed the last... <laughs> 50 years of my life. That's crazy. That is literally crazy, but that's how so many people live their life. So, whoa. And like, wow. So thank you for doing that and stepping through that. And then Angie, I would love to have you sort of elaborate because you've been able to really just grow through like organic sort of outreach and community building, Mm -hmm. right? And I'd love to, you know, hear from you about community building and really like the things that happen when women come together in community, because I think that's really important.
2: Yes, that's the best. So as I was saying, you know, I'd start hosting these retreats and I realized that like a couple things. One is a lot of women are jaded from the world, you know, maybe they've had a limited you know, or or negative experience or something that went wrong in their life and they've really just armored up. And we know, right? Like the same armor that keeps pain out also keeps love from coming in. And then the other thing was we would host these retreats and we would kind of chisel away at like, who are you? Why are you here? And of course, like their first answers are like, well, I'm a wife, I'm a mom, I'm a sister, like all the roles. And so we go through the course of the retreat and we're like, no, but who are you? Like, why is your soul here? What are the callings of your soul? What do you love to do? What is your greatest expression? And they would start to be reminded. They're like, oh my gosh, like before somebody put me down for my art in first grade, I used to love to paint or I, before I had children, I used to love to sing and I just stopped singing and I stopped you know, taking time to do the things that bring me joy. So we were like, okay, how about this? if we have a safe place every month for you to just share your passions, like just remembering, I feel like we have temporary amnesia in this world. Like life starts to make us forget. And that's the whole, the whole point of my business being called you are like you are the answer and I think sometimes people want us to like tell them the answer it's like no girl you are the answer so we're like listen if you're remembering who you are if we have a place where we can come together every month would you just share and of course they were like scared to share they're like what if somebody makes fun of me and it's like no if we create a safe place would you come and so it started with like four women at my house and they would be like so I just remembered I love to do art (laughs) you know Um, and then they would be like Okay, next month they'd come with a little business card that they made or like a name. And so we're like, girl, like follow your passion. It's okay if it's a you have a bridge time where you're working full time, but share your passion. Like remember what your passion is. So then it grew to like 10 women and 20 women and 30 women. Now we have like 50 to 75 women. And at my house every month. Um, And so it's been so powerful because in three years that we've been doing this, like the ripples run so deep. Women are being reminded that we can link arms. Like... Mm-hmm. I I think of the oak tree all the time, right? Like the roots of the oak, oak tree, they link arms, and then that's what makes them be able to withstand like the storms of a hurricane. And I feel like that's us. We need each other. We can't do this life alone. And so it's been really fun now connecting with Sav so far away because now like our sisterhood grows and grows and grows and grows. And the other part of it is when – nobody happier or more successful than you will ever be mean to you. And so now that we're seeing a bunch of women who are healing their, their traumas, that stuff doesn't happen. They want to see other women flourish. They want to see other women grow. And it's just become a beautiful expression of healing and sisterhood and community. And I mean, this party is just getting started. So I can only imagine, you know, like,
0: yeah. yeah. So that's, I love that so much. And it is so beautiful because, you know, I think we are, you know, thanks to people like you both doing this work, it's like women are waking up to realize how deep the sisterhood wounding has really been, right? Mm -hmm. And I know that's one of my biggest passions too, is allowing women to just uplift each other and truly empower each other because we can do so much more together than we could ever do separate. And I think when you have true sisterhood and that sort of just, we see you and we love you right where you're at from another woman, it is so incredibly healing. And that's why I really love, oh yeah, I had goosebumps like the whole time you were talking. <laughs> and, and I think in today's society where so much is online, you know, so much of the stuff is you know people listening to this podcast right now and feeling like you know oh okay i know i need this but it's like so many women hesitate to really reach out and obviously creating a safe space is really important um and i think for women it's really just about taking the time to really do that thing that you know is making you uncomfortable like i know for me it was really not comfortable to start going to women circles you know mm-hmm. like you do have this feeling of even you know, going to we were all at um, Angie Lee's event with 1500 women, That's a lot of females to be around. And there is almost still, you know, you can feel in that room where it's women that are working and getting, you know, wanting to create businesses and all that energy. There's still so much sisterhood wounding there of this deep mistrust of other feminine beings. So I think it's super important. And I feel like, you know, getting into a community and getting that in-person work with other women is something that every woman on the planet really, really needs to do. And I'm sure that when people are coming to your retreats that they're getting massive transformations in this time period, right? Yeah. It's
2: so beautiful. Sav and I like, will like cry as we scroll through Facebook and we see these women who like came in as perfect strangers. And we have, of course, a private community for the women who have attended the retreats. But it's like this deep, deep, sisterhood it's this like safety and the security you know like the hierarchy of needs we need security we need security and two things happen in a retreat one is we become secure in ourselves like maybe for the first time in our entire lives we learn to look at ourselves all of the parts of ourselves and to trust that and then two to be able to create a community like it's our sacred vessel in the seven years I've hosted retreats, I've never had one negative juju. Not one. (laughs) It's just like everybody is just like, I got you. I am we were strangers when we arrived, but we are sisters when we leave and it's a forever thing. And so Yes, I. that's one of the things I think we're the most passionate about is, you know, scrolling through Facebook and seeing these women, like, they have a fan club for the rest of their life. They have cheerleaders supporting them. Maybe their parents don't support them or their spouse doesn't support them, but they will forever have sisters that support them. So we always say, together we rise. That's our thing. There's plenty of abundance. There's enough for everybody to win. Like, there is so much good and to have a community where we all know this
1: is like, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so special. I was going to say, I think it's so, it's one of the most powerful things in coming to the retreat and especially because I grew up, like I was always a girl's or a girl or a guy's girl. So, did I say it right? Yeah. <laughs> so, and I just I didn't like, because I looked at them as competition. I would right. walk in a room and I would, ha- I would want to be like, my perfection, but that's where my perfection is because of my insecurities. But I would want to have the best outfit and the best looking hair. And I every woman I looked up and down as competition. And here at these retreats, it's so beautiful because sometimes coming people do come in with still those old belief systems. But through the sharings of all of our stories and all of our pains and all of our emotions, we find that even though we all come from different stories, different backgrounds, we might have different very different stories, but we all share the same emotions, and Mm -hmm. by sharing those, then we're able to come together, and it just, like, completely banishes. There's no, there's no cattiness. There's no holding back. There's no, like, all of that is just washed away, and that's been, like, just like Angie said, one of the, like, it's so beautiful. It's so profound. Each retreat that we host, like, this is our, our third one is coming up, but I think we, even as facilitator of it, it become more and more enlightened and go deeper in our own spiritual journey as well, because it's everyone is so unique, but it's also just like so perfect in its own way.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. So Savannah, I would love for you to sort of expand on how you went from viewing other women in that competition sort of way to the collaboration, because you, I mean, I know you now, and you were just totally like an uplifting sisterhood, like all about the collaboration and the rising together. So I would love to know what that transition was really like for you, because I I know in my audience, a lot of women have expressed that to Mm -hmm. me. Um, you know, and I think obviously that is something that runs pretty deep is, is that idea of competition and mistrust. So how did you personally get over that?
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and, I, and I don't think it's just small town community, but I myself, like I had a lot of bullying in school. Girls were so mean, name calling, and I like completely didn't trust women. I didn't want to be around them. I mentioned I was insecure. So they were viewed as competition. And I think that probably went on until I moved out of Ohio and kind of just like was able to just like reset myself and who I was and like this, I'm not this person who got bullied in high school. I'm like Savannah and I am me and I got a job in San Diego with a group of and it was the most phenomenal Job I've ever had as a nurse, but there were like 15 of us women that all worked on the same floor, all had the same shift. And that's where I really started developing a sisterhood because we, I mean, we would travel, we traveled internationally, we traveled, we would go to Vegas, we would go to Mexico, we would have Christmas together, and really developing a bond with women, especially coming, you know, from a small town in Ohio. I didn't have anybody out in California. I came out here by myself. So I didn't have anybody. And I wasn't, I, it wasn't like it was forced upon me, but the, they were, they were my family. They were my, my friends, they were everything. And that's where I really started like flourishing, I think in who I was as, as well as a woman and really understanding that like, geez, gosh, like other people have the same crazy thoughts I do sometimes. Mm-hmm. And me and these girls also like sometimes don't even want to get out of bed and like stay in their jammies all day and they can eat up a whole pint of ice cream. And like, that's okay. You know, and through that, I realized like that is just a, you have to have like, there was something missing in my life. And that, that, that it was more than even family ties, you know, like this the, the support of another woman, because she understands you Energetically and from your mind, from your body, from your spirit, on so many same levels, it's just like a void that I had it was filled in California. And then when I found it to be, you know, I always have to like learn the hard way because I'm being wild Savannah. I moved from San Diego to Iowa for my first nurse practitioner job, and I was stripped away from all of that. So I didn't have a tribe, I didn't have any, like any family surrounding me once again. And that's where I really found, like understood the value of a sisterhood and not having close friendships there because I was like, well, I don't have any girlfriends. Like I don't have any girlfriends to call when I'm upset. I don't have a support system. And I found it so much more challenging to do like the scary things in life and to like get through the hardships because I didn't have anybody to call on. And that's when I really, you know, when I was in it, I didn't understand it fully. I was like, oh, this feels great. But then having that taken away from me when I moved, I was like, no, there's something special to this. And this is something like I, as soon as I moved to California, that was my first intention. Like I want to create a tribe of supportive women. And like, that's been my intention this whole year, uh, because, like I've moved around quite a bit, but you, you have to have that. It's, uh, it's imperative. I think it should be a non-negotiable is to have a support system of women, not, not just of like your family to call upon, not of your guys you can go hang out with. Like you need a group of solid friends. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, I think that is such a powerful thing and, and women, we really do need that because it's like you know, even if you're in an amazing relationship, it's like, you cannot make your man, your best friend, your girlfriend, your therapist, like, that's just not fair. It's not good for your relationship. And it's like, we do need those other outlets. And I know for me, and, you know, I know a lot of women have felt this way too. It's like, it's almost like you feel like you're just the odd one out, like everybody else, or, or you know, that everybody else is like better friends with each other than you are. And it's like if you don't talk about it, you don't realize that we all actually feel the same way. And it's just so crazy because I think, you know, a lot of it is really like almost like shame, right? Of like, and, and It's like that idea of shame cannot live when you give it a name, when you talk about the things that you're going through, when you talk about the things that you're struggling with and, or even what I love about, you know, the sisterhoods that I've developed now is like a place to share our pleasures and our wins and our passions and to be met with, yes, girl, like you can do it, like go, go, go. And that's just so amazing. And it's truly my wish for every woman on the planet to be able to experience like that healed sisterhood. So then I would love to know, because obviously you guys have a beautiful retreat coming up in Tulum. And um, I know that if sisters want to get in on that, it's going to be an amazing place to be for this healing and for the transformational work. So can you just tell us a little bit about it?
1: Yes, of course. And do you want me to tell? I saw (laughs) this Go girl. So yeah, I'm so excited. This is actually our third retreat coming up in Tulum. It is November 13th through the 17th. So coming up quickly, but we have a few spots left and it's, uh, it's just such a beautiful, it's even hard, you know, every time that somebody asks me, it's so hard to put it into words, but if you're a woman who's listening to this and you are searching for the sisterhood connections like we've talked about, or you know that as Angie discussed before, like you have something within you that knows there's more to life, or knows there's more to just clocking in and clocking out. And you have a just any like a little flicker of a flame like burning within you to just discover more about yourself or about life in general, or about going after your passions. It's really a safe place for everybody to come and explore further themselves, their inspirations, their passions, and do it in a safe way so you can release these old stories, these limiting beliefs, these blocks, because a lot of times, as we've discovered, and I'm the biggest like poster child for this, a lot of these beliefs are self-imposed, and we really go deep into releasing them, and then in the midst of that, after you've kind of released and worked through, you then are able to kind of develop what you actually would like your life to look like. Because I think Angie mentioned this before, so many women come in with these these labels and these different hats and these different masks and Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, and really taking all those off and like, who are you really? Like, who is, you know, Kelly? Who is Angie? Who is Savannah? Like the essence of your pure soul and who that is. And then from there... The, the remaining part of the retreat is really about giving you the building blocks and the tools to go home with. So we're not just like, oh, let's go through all your deep-healed trauma and there you are, <laughs> but really allowing you to tell us what that dream life would look like for you, what your ideal life would look like, and then giving you the tools to move forward with that. And then, you know, once you come home, you have this beautiful, supportive community. And then it just, like, we've just seen it's this is just like the beginning the people that come to this it's just been so inspiring one of the women she came she gave us like a $40 investment and then since then has she came to one retreat she actually came to Pace to be Brave and she went to another conference before that so she's just been like on a roll yeah manifesting and stepping into her self-worth but on top of all of that, it's still, it's fun too. You know, I always forget to mention that's in a beautiful Tulum, Mexico. We're laid back, relaxed. we got a villa with a pool. Um, we do also, we're going to, there's going to be a cooking class. All the meals are, are included. So you can just kick back, relax, and do some deep work too. <laughs> and I do want to say along those
2: same lines, I know that we have lots of moms listening or a lot of people who maybe have, practice for a long time putting themselves on the back burner um give yourself permission like do this one thing for you whether it's this retreat or whether it's a conference that you've been getting the knock or the nudge just see what happens when you put the energy forth towards your dreams i know a lot of moms especially as a school teacher i would see this all the time like moms would be like you know Dream big, reach for the stars, you can do it. And then, but they would like not go do the things for themselves. And the kids are watching what we do at all times. So Mm -hmm. they're watching what we do. They aren't just listening to our words. So if you are, you know, a mom or a a wife or a, a person that has these dreams inside of you, don't die with your music still in you. You know, Dr. Wayne Dyer Dyer would always say that, don't die with your music still in you. So if any part of you is like, maybe it's time, like maybe it's time, let this be the time that you give yourself permission to create your life on your terms and everything, the whole energy of your life will just shift. I'm telling you, it's so funny, one of my friends came back from a retreat and she was like kind of complaining about them, you know, before the retreat. And we were t- le- she was learning how to shift her energy. She gave herself permission. She's like, screw it. I'm doing it. And she came back. She was like, it's the weirdest thing. My husband started showing gratitude for me, and he started changing everything. My kids started behaving better. And I'm like, is it possible you shifted your energy? And she's like, yeah. yeah. So everything changes. But if nothing changes, nothing changes. So just that little nugget. If you're feeling a knock, just do it.
0: Beautiful. And obviously, ladies, we're going to have the retreat information linked up for you on this to go check that out. And if not now, um, with these ladies, there's so much more to come. And you'll be seeing me involved with them in the future. And so much goodness to come from this beautiful, blessed sisterhood. Um, Thank you both so much for being here and for sharing your light and for spreading all of the love. And um, we appreciate you so much. And I will talk to you guys soon.
1: Thank you.
0: Yay. Thank you. Hey sister. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you know another woman that needs to hear this message, I ask that you please share it. And if you absolutely loved what you heard today, I would so appreciate if you could leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes as it helps us to spread the message and grow the community. And that is our number one goal. So if you have not already, join us in the Woman Unleashed Collective on Facebook. This is a safe sisterhood to connect with like-minded women and get all the support you need in your journey to live life unleashed. Until next time, sisters, live life a little more boldly and create some magic.